Hi there, friends. Welcome to the Still Becoming Podcast, a place where women like you and me find help to move from where you are to where you want to be. I'm your host, Laura Acuna. The Still Becoming Podcast is where we gather to rethink our thinking about ourselves, our lives, and about our God. We will learn to reframe our shame and trade in limiting beliefs for the liberating truth from God's Word. And why the title Still Becoming? Because that's the Christian journey, isn't it? As we apply God's perfect Word to our lives for growth and change, we are always growing, always learning, and still becoming the women He created us to be. It's never perfect, and it's not too late. Do I need to say that again? It is never perfect, and it is not too late. I am so glad you're here for the journey, and I'm praying that God will speak directly to you through today's episode. Are you ready? Let's go. Well, it's hard to believe that we have arrived on episode five of the Still Becoming podcast. It's gone by so fast. And we're only halfway through season one. I can't wait to get into today's episode with all of you. We're going to spend a little bit more time on shame today because, as I mentioned in an earlier episode, it's one of the most debilitating emotions a Christian woman can experience, and it really needs some extra attention. It is insidious, and it is paralyzing. As I mentioned before, shame is not from your God. However, holy conviction is his knock on our heart. They serve very different functions. Shame is created by Satan to cause maximum damage. Your loving father convicts to protect you from pain and give you new life. Shame sends us crawling back into the shadows with our heads bowed low and eyes to the ground. But Holy Spirit conviction seeks to draw issues out into the light where they can be dealt with and resolved. Shame brings dread and hopelessness, but God's conviction brings anticipation and hope. Shame brings devastation and isolation, but conviction brings spirit-filled sorrow that leads to repentance and release. Repentance leads to a life of deliverance. Can you just imagine feeling completely free of chronic guilt, anxiety, fear, and shame? Psalm 3.3 says this, But you, O Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. When we sin, our first instinct is usually to go everywhere and to everyone for a rescue before taking it to the Lord. In our search for allies and affirmation, we can sit in sin for a long time before even realizing we're out of line. Since we haven't included God, the enemy slinks in to fill the void. You can expect the shamer to rear his ugly head often when you walk along the healing path. He is dead set against your freedom. He does not want to see you released from the insidious strongholds of unhealthy food and body image behaviors. His goal is to keep you in captivity. He wants you to live a small, isolated, and painful life. When the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the desert alone in Matthew 4, 1-11, God allowed Satan to tempt him. With each attempted manipulation, Jesus answers the accuser with three simple yet powerful words. It is written, and combat Satan's lies by reciting a quote from the living Word of God. Jesus wielded the sword of the Spirit, and what was Satan's response? He left. He slank away as quickly as he slithered in. The enemy's immediate exit proves he's all bluster and no blow. His lies are no match against the spoken 
Word of God. And Jesus' example placed in the pages of Scripture is for us to model and show us how to deal with the Prince of Darkness. But listen to me. Here are some important points you need to keep in mind. You can't quote from a book you never read. You can't speak truth you don't believe. And you can't wield a weapon, the sword of the Spirit, that you're not trained to use. The importance of knowing the Word of God and applying it to our lives can't be overstated, girls. If you want to become free, if you want to become the women you are meant to be, you must read your Bible. By doing so regularly, you'll hear directly from your Heavenly Father, who will speak personally and powerfully to you about your life. The Bible gives us supernatural weapons to repel Satan's lies. Through the Bible, the Lord shields our way as we walk along the healing path. He places his hand under our chin and lifts our gaze to meet his. And when our eyes lock, we will not see shame mirrored there. Yes, he convicts. But even through that beautiful discipline, you will experience only God's compassion, unconditional love, and grace. Shame has no place in your heart and soul. Conviction and repentance, however, can heal wounds carried around in your mind and your body and your spirit. Today, let's answer the enemy's lies with the Word of God. It's time to declare, enough's enough. Friends, I am so excited to share that my new book, Still Becoming, Hope, Help, and Healing for the Diet-Weary Soul, will be published on December 13th. Still Becoming is a 31-day devotional journal that takes you on a sacred journey where you'll discover true freedom and that healing and peace have nothing to do with the number on a scale. Join me and learn to rethink your struggles with disordered eating, body image, and dieting through the lens of self-compassion and God's grace. And even though Still Becoming releases on December 13th, it's available for pre-order today. And if you order before December 13th, there'll be lots of freebies offered through my website. So go to laura-acuna.com and order your copy of Still Becoming today. I'm praying for redeemed, restored, and repaired hearts as we take the first brave steps toward thinking of ourselves and our struggles in a brand new way. One principle of healing from anything is reclaiming your voice. And one of the steps to recovery is allowing the real you to come forward to be seen and heard. Now, some females are chatty, excitable, and emotional. Others are quiet, pensive, and ponder more than they speak. There's no right or wrong way to be a woman, contrary to the lies we've been sold. But in a culture that supposedly celebrates authenticity, there are plenty of mixed messages coming our way such as, be yourself, but tone it down. Be yourself, but rein it in. Be yourself, but be more assertive. Be yourself, but you fill in the blank. Even though I grew up in the middle of the 1960s women's movement, I was taught that if I attended a meeting with men at work, church, or anywhere else, the best practice was to not speak like a woman. I was advised that men liked short conversations, few words, and no emotion. If I wanted to be taken seriously, I had to somehow silence the feminine part of me when I added my voice to the mix. Decades later, of course, I believe it's essential to bring our full feminine selves into the conversation. After all, this is authentically who we are, and our unique female perspective is needed. 
Without it, there can be no full picture. Jesus, who created us, understood this, even in a culture that viewed women as property. Their testimonies were widely considered wholly unreliable. In Jesus' day, feminine voices were silenced, but he wouldn't stand for it. He did not condemn women who dared to use their voices. In fact, he empowered them to speak and act at critical moments in his ministry. Women bore witness to the crucifixion and were the first at the resurrection. Jesus' ministry was financially supported by women. He entrusted a woman with the truth when he told Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus inspired a Samaritan woman to use her voice to tell everyone in her town about him when he met her at the well. When Mary of Bethany sat at his feet to soak up his teaching, her sister Martha asked Jesus to put her back in the kitchen where she belonged. But Jesus said Mary had chosen the better thing. Women were among Christ's disciples. The sum of Jesus' interaction with women is this. We have a place at the table, and it's imperative that we show up as our true feminine selves. Friend, shame tells us we must contort every part of us into something different from who we are. It isn't just what we weigh, what we eat, or whether we think we're pretty enough. Shame tells us that all of our being is wrong, every single bit. So you might as well fade into the background and quiet down. Don't you do it. Jesus called women out of the shadows and restored them just as he found them, bleeding, broken, mentally ill, sinful, and desperate. He received them when their full emotions were on display. They didn't have to tone themselves down or dial it back for him to take them seriously, and he doesn't expect you to either. You may feel you're invisible and pushed to the side, but that isn't how Jesus sees you. He is extending his hand to pull you out of the shadows where shame has placed you. He wants you to become more of your God-designed self, not less. Come forward, add your authentic voice and feminine self to the conversation, and come just as you are. Without you, we're missing your unique perspective, experiences, and personality. The world needs you to become, whether it realizes it or not. Let this scripture wash over you as you take in the truth. And I'll stride freely through the wide open spaces as I look for your truth and your wisdom. Then I'll tell the world what I find. Speak out boldly in public, unembarrassed. Psalm 119, 45 to 46. And so as we always do at the end of each episode, we're going to do a soul fitness, strengthening your core exercise, and then I'm gonna end in prayer. So taking out your journal, Make a list of the areas in your life where you're currently feeling shame. And then next to each one, write, it is written, followed by a scripture that answers the specific shame noted. You can always search on BibleGateway.com, do a topical search, or even in Google. But when you write those scriptures down, you will be returning to them often because they're going to become your lifeline. And then one more journaling question. What is your reaction knowing that Jesus received women with their full emotions on display? What is your reaction to that? Spend some time thinking and pondering, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you, and confirm that Jesus adores you just as you are. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I know my sister is tired from the burden of shame. I believe you do not want her to carry this heaviness any longer. Help her to hear your conviction and hide your word in her heart so she can respond to the enemy and send him packing. 
Today, on her behalf, I'm declaring enough is enough. And Lord, through Jesus' interaction with women, you encourage your daughters to become their true feminine selves. And I thank you for always valuing who we are and what we bring to the table. May we honor you in all the places you send us, bringing glory to your name. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me, friends. I'm so glad you came. And before you go, if you enjoyed our time together, and I really hope you did, please subscribe to the Still Becoming podcast, leave a review, and tell your friends. And I'd love to stay in touch. The best way is for you to subscribe to my newsletter, The Latest from Laura, via my website. And of course, I'm on all the socials. You can find all the links in the show notes. Thanks again for coming by, and I'll see you next time on the Still Becoming podcast.